Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Helm, and I'm so happy to have my guest here today, uh, Staff Sergeant Hilton. By the way, um, I hope you guys liked the new intro video. What did you think of it? I mean, I thought it was uh, pretty cool. I wasn't actually a big fan of the uh, the old one, just because it seemed like way too generic. This, uh, this had a little feel to it. Yeah, it was a little bit like... Yeah, it was a little generic before. It seemed a little, uh, you know, plain. Like, I like minimalistic, but that was minimal. A little too, mi- a little too minimalistic. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit too much on the minimum. So, um, thank you guys for coming in. If this is, uh, you know, your, your, what is this, episode 23, I believe? If I was 23, that's, I would be able to tell you. Yeah, that's but. 23 weeks that I've been doing this. Good Lord. Does it seem like that? Sticking we, it out. Me and you have been recruiting for at least 23 weeks. <laughs> but if this is your 23rd time here, which I'm sure it's Peterson's, um, you know, uh, it's good to have you. It's good to have you back. And if this is your first time here, welcome. Finally. It's about time. I know you've been ignoring this. I know you see it sometimes and you don't click on it. But if you did, this will be a doozy. Uh Patty Officer Dowden's not here. He had to go handle some biz. And I quickly asked my um, my uh, colleague here. My counterpart. My counterpart, pretty much. My my partner in crime, or partner in general. I wouldn't confess to that. <laughs> uh, Staff Sergeant Hilton with the Marines uh, to jump in. And uh, do we know exactly what we're doing today? Kind of. Is it shooting from the cuff? A little bit. A little bit. Pop, pop. But isn't that what we do like all the time? Yeah. yeah like twenty four seven. Just make it up as we go. Yeah, pretty much. That's the spice of life right there. So Oh, someone better not be knocking. No, definitely not. For sure not. Yes. So uh they were for sure. Uh yeah, we definitely don't do this in a, in a live studio. This is the recruiting office. Yeah. <laughs> so people like, are actively like, trying to like, join right now. You know, I was thinking one time, I said, What if I'm doing this and like uh I just had a walk in? No, you're not a Griffin, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, exactly. I'm not No, the one, no one's calling to join the Navy right now. <laughs> like like they're just like Well, we'd like to come in, like, listen, guy. Yeah, we're gonna do the interview in the middle of this podcast. Oh man, can you imagine that? Oh man, you wouldn't you wouldn't get any any information whatsoever. The kid be like just so nervous. Oh, how many people are watching? Not that many. All right, man. So I'm gonna put you on this little uh, practice test called the East. So, uh, what we're gonna do today is we're gonna look at, and we've done this before, but I thought it'd be cool to get your reaction to it, just because, you know, you're such an interesting guy that I would love. <laughs> I would love to hear what you think about this list of pros and cons and just kind of like pick your brain a little bit. Oh, you bit. have a list. I thought oh, we were like going to shoot no, things no, back No, 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 no. I have a list here from the interweb. Oh, this is way more structured than I thought it yeah, was going to be. Yeah, of course. I wow. thought we were just like figuring out like what we thought pros and cons were. No, man. It's uh, it's it's definitely um, more thought out than just... That's so much better. So y- it won't be so much from the hip for you. It will be God. more or less from the rib. <laughs> okay. A little more is, is that better? Um, by the way, how are you? I mean, got a pretty doozy of a head cold going on here. Y'all may or may not hear some uh, some rough breathing and stuff. Yeah, you're not sick. Yeah, no, totally not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we didn't hear that. Anyways, so uh, <laughs> pros and cons of joining the military. While there's a lot, mm-hmm. um, I think 
it's it could almost be an endless list. For sure, for sure. And, and you know, for some people, they'd have more on the pros. For some people, they'd obviously have more on the cons. I think if you asked, especially if you ask people who are already serving, hey, that is my grandmother. Thank you, thank you, Mimi, for following. Um, oh, she's like watching your live stream. Yeah, yeah, she oh, just so she sweet. just followed. Love her. Um, I've got to be nice. Yes. Uh, yeah. Now you have to. Now you got to be on your P's and Q's. Oh. So is that the term? P's and Q's. Yeah. Okay. Um, what does that mean? I don't know. I literally just thought that as you said it. Because <laughs> I always thought it was like please and thank you, but Q is. Anyways, but uh oh, and Mimi has now liked the stream. I thought she left the stream. <laughs> yeah. In and out. <laughs> this isn't like a Seven Eleven door. Or, uh, anyways, uh, you know, yeah, some people in the military might have some people who have more cons, and definitely some people have more pros. Uh, but the majority of like, I guess, the civilians like who haven't joined, especially in this area, who don't really understand what the military is, because there's not a huge military presence in the state. Probably a lot of cons that people would write, but a lot of those cons can kind of be are more misunderstandings or misconceptions that I think that no matter like where you're coming from or who you are the pros definitely outweigh the cons it's just a matter of which branch it's going to yeah. be because each branch has its own pros and its own cons yeah its own lifestyle mm-hmm. which is why I mean it's it's so interesting when we when we talk about how we talk to kids you know your talk has to be obviously a little bit different just because I mean, it's a different line of work than you do than what I would do. Right. You know, our my boot camp is way different than yours. What I get trained for is way different than what you're getting trained for. And so. we've had the conversation many times, like, where I'm talking about it, like, what I see as a pro, and you're like, I would never want to do that, or vice versa. Like, yeah. uh, whenever you're talking about, like, carrier life, I'm like, man, I cannot imagine. Yeah. So um, let's just jump into some of these pros that they have on this list here and uh, – I don't even know if I show the list if you guys are going to be able to really see it that well. So, I mean, you could dramatically read it out as we go. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a boring way to look at this video. So let's go back to us. I think that would be better. So (laughs) we're going to be reading it here. But one of the things that they talked about is the military GI Bill. They say it provides over 40000 towards a college education, opening up new possibilities for anyone afraid they can't afford higher education. Funding may also be available for books and housing. Depending on your circumstances, you can apply for the post-9-11, the Montgomery GI Bill for active duty, or select reserves. So this uh, this list is actually outdated because now it is just the post-9-11 GI Bill. Yes, yes. So this is a little bit out because now it's called a forever GI Bill as well. Oh, did they change the name again? Yeah, it's a forever GI Bill, meaning that because it used to have a limit where you, if you didn't use it in like 15 years, I think. You yeah, 15 just, years after getting out. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's forever. I mean, a whole, not, not a whole lot of people are going to school 15 years after getting out because you enlist when you're like 17, you get out yeah. when you're like 22, and then 15 years later, if you're just now going back to school. Yeah, yeah, you're getting getting in the 40s range at least. Right. So um, I know this is something that I – I mean, clearly me and you have to talk about a lot because, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the fact of the matter is is that if – you don't have work experience or you don't have an in somewhere a college degree is almost a must in in landing a job that could help you i would say uh, yes and no 
because most employers aren't necessarily looking for you to have a degree in a specific field. They're looking for you to just have a degree in general. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's just to show that like you went out of your way to like put more effort into making yourself more hireable, like boosting your resume and, re- and whatnot. Right. Um, but what goes better into that is the actual experience. Just, you know, having like an idea of like mm-hmm. how to work with a team or yeah. work within that field or whatever it might be. And, a large part that would set you apart when joining the military is just getting the reputation. Yeah, exactly. Because you already have like an idea of what a service member is going to be before you even meet that individual, just based of like what branch they were a part of or like what you know about them via their service. Yeah, and because like there is kind of a strain like with kids coming out of high school to go to college, they're getting put <laughs> into a situation where, um, you know, they they have to go right into debt immediately. And, like, to go into debt straight out of high school is a strain that they don't understand because while you're going to college, you don't even have to pay for it. So it's like, uh, what is it, out of mind, out of sight, out of mind, right? So I feel, I feel like it's a, it's a bit of a handicap, if you will, because a lot of these guys and girls are uh, just going to school because it's what they're told their entire lives. That's what they have to do, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. not because that's their passion. It's not because it's actually going to tie into anything they're doing. But traditionally speaking, you go to four years of high school, and then you go to four years of college, or you attempt to go to four years of college. Most people drop out within their first year mm-hmm. just because it's not what they actually want to do. And once you start paying your own money towards something, you're much more likely to give up on that thing if it doesn't equal up to what you were planning on doing in the first place. Yeah, And if you don't have a plan in general, then you're just kind of listless and bleeding money. Yeah. And I wonder what it would be like if while you were in college, you were like actively paying at the same time instead of it being like... I mean, a lot of these guys are. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of that too, but a lot of these loans, you can basically say... I wasn't talking about the loans. I was talking about like the individuals are like... You know, getting a job at like McDonald's and yeah, stuff like that, yeah. trying to pay for their uh, their student debts as they're going. Yeah, so uh, it, it that's obviously the biggest thing that we have as a benefit. The most lucrative of the benefits that I think we have is that I wouldn't necessarily you know, even say it's the GI Bill; it's the uh, Active Duty Tuition Assistance because I know that every too, branch yes. has access to it. It's just that it's not a very common conversation piece whenever you whenever you sit down with a mm-hmm. recruiter because everyone knows what the GI Bill is, but you don't know to ask the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine recruiter, like, hey, what is your uh, your position on the um, on the uh, active duty twi- tuition assistance, right? Mm-hmm. Which, like, with the Air Force, they've got a pretty streamlined. Like, you will get a degree because you enlisted. You are going to get a degree in the field that you, uh, that exactly. you enlisted with. And the rest of us were, you know, more based on the, uh, the lines of what do you want to do and how do you want to go about mm-hmm. getting that. As long as you can balance it with your uh, with your work schedule, you can pretty much major in whatever you want. Yeah, whatever you want to do, and it will yeah. be paid for. Yeah, and that that's and obviously that's that's the biggest thing. Like I get to choose what I just because I'm an electrician in the Navy doesn't mean that hey you can only go to school in an electrical field. I feel like since I uh, mentioned uh, the Air Force, Griffin's gonna like bust in at any point and correct <laughs> yeah. me on something because he yeah. always does. Yeah. Um, there's also a part in here that says um, you can also apply military benefits to more than just college. The Forever GI Bill, for example, can pay for graduate school, vocational and technical training, on-the-job training, flight training, entrepreneurship training, and uh, tutorial assistance. Mm-hmm. So I think the graduate training is pretty good because, like, you can use your tuition assistance and you might – I mean, you very well could get a bachelor's degree. 
So and I, then, I draw this out like pretty detailed for uh, the guys I sit down with and mm-hmm. you know get beat with my interview it's right right at the very end. I actually throw in all the all the benefits and stuff like that because like up until that point, it's, it's important. You know, like because we know what the main thing is when we talk to people. It's like, hey, where are you at in life? Where are you at mentally? Like, mm-hmm. what is it about this and not that that's got you in here? And then also sprinkle in. Not only, these are all the bells and whistles. Yeah, you get these are all the bells. Stuff. Yeah, so go ahead. Along with your service, you also get this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I uh, I laid out for him. I'm like, listen, if you only do four years in the Marine Corps and you go to four and go to school the entire four years that you're in using the active duty tuition assistance, you get up to a bachelor's degree, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you do that, then you get out, use your post 9/11 GI Bill, get your school 100% paid for as well as well as housing and uh, food allowance and stuff like that. So basically, you're going to school for free. You're making a living for free. Um, despite, you know, everyone else around you, like having a job and stuff like that to maintain themselves. Um, and then you get up to your master's degree, you get done with that, move to more patriotic state, like, I don't know, Texas, and uh, use the veterans grant and get another four uh-huh. years of school for free. So now you're all the way up to a doctorate degree without ever spending a dime of your own money. Maybe a little blood, sweat, and tears, but yeah. you know, whatever. We were, I was going to have an interview today. I'm, I'm working on getting an interview with, the, with uh, someone I knew back in Virginia, um, is a retired guy, older guy, um, that we met through the church that we went to, and he uh, he was in the Air Force, went in, enlisted, went officer, and oh, got so his, his Mustang. Yeah, he got his PhD while he was in the Air Force. Oh, and did he just like keep using uh, tuition assistance? And then he ended up uh, because they ended up sending him to they sent him to school because when he got out, he ended up becoming like the I forget what it was, but he was like the he was like the head of the budget for the nuclear weapons program at one point. So he went from enlisted to handling like a billion dollar budget for nuclear weapons. My boss, who I guarantee is watching this, is probably going to beat me for name dropping him again. Um, <laughs> Master Lungerhausen has got like two master's degrees because he just keeps going to school. You know. With the yeah. Oh, hey, on here, uh, one of the recruiters asked. <laughs> he said, "Brad, Brad, down and <laughs> What happened to your hair? Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, go through these cycles where I just decide to shave my head because I enjoy shaving it, but I look like a creature. So I'm going to wait until, <laughs> like, the 30th because, like, I have a class talk at that date, yeah. on that date. Um, and after that, I'm going to grow it back. And so. for everyone here following and liking, we appreciate that. And then you get that little gift that comes up with The Simpsons. So if, if you're watching this, just hit the like button literally just for affirmation. Just for the little Simpsons. J- yeah, just just for the dopamine. <laughs> <laughs> I have one. Uh, <laughs> another thing on here is um, this one's interesting. While you're in the military, you'll probably have a chance to learn extremely useful computer, logistical, and mechanical skills. You'll also have the opportunity to travel, allowing you to learn about other countries and cultures. Those seem like two totally separate things to put in one bullet point. Like, I mean, they are, but they also tie in pretty well together because you'll be doing some very unique things in very far away places if you uh, play your cards right. Like, obviously, you could run it safe and you know get a, a, mm-hmm. an MOS and a duty station that's going to keep you at home the entire four years, right? Mm-hmm. But since you're already in this lifestyle, why not go out, have an adventure, hop on a carrier, go around the world, and, you know, have a technical school that, you know, like HVAC and stuff like that, or electrician, or yeah. 
um, communications and stuff. Some something's going to give just a little bit more to your resume, make you just a little bit more unique than you know Tom, Dick, and Harry back home. And now you've not only traveled the world, met new people, experienced new cultures and stuff like that, but you've added to your professional resume as well. Exactly. And um, definitely like the traveling part, specifically here when we talk to kids here in Indiana. Whenever they well, tell us that they want to emph- stay home. Yeah, I emphasize like what is here? What is here for you? What's waiting well, right for you? Right out here in a cornfield. Yeah, right out here in Muncie, Indiana, <laughs> you know, the big city, you know, uh, which is hilarious. I mean, they've got some multiple-story buildings down, they downtown. They do have some multiple. They, they have a downtown. That's, that blows me away yeah, right there. Yeah, if they could say they have a downtown, it must be a I city. mean, they got a whole strip, one road. Yeah, so I, I you know, I question, like, you know. We're going to get canceled after what, this. What do you want to see? Like, what is what is out there that you want to see? Because you ain't going to do it here. Oh. And there's not many jobs that are going to allow you to go to some of the places that we're going to go. What Whether it is, is whenever kids say that, I guarantee it's just because they're looking for a reason to end that conversation in whatever way that they can, right? It's not that they actually want to stay home. Like, in the back of their head, they want to have an adventure. They want to travel. They want to go somewhere. It's just that what you're pushing is scary because it's out of their norm. Out it's of their out of norm. their comfort zone, stuff yeah. like that. So they're going to say, well, no, I, I want to stay home. I want to stay close to family, et cetera, et cetera. Um, because of them, it sounds very altruistic. Like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. just going to stay home and take care of the family. Oh, yeah. uh, another thing on here, many programs provide financial assistance to further your education, even when you're no longer in the military. In certain cases, you can even pass those benefits to your children. That kind of goes into the, the GI Bill. You you personally don't have to use it. You could pass it on to your children or whatever dependents. So in the core, that's after uh, after ten years. I'm not sure. That's yeah. That's the same for okay. us. So it doesn't have to be when you get out. You can pass it on while you're in. Um, and then the military can help give you a clear direction if you aren't sure what you want to do with your life. And the discipline it teaches you can help you better survive in the real world. Wow, that's all you do. I feel like that's more like uh, along the lines of growing and developing, right? Because yeah. you mature a lot while you're in the, uh, especially in the Corps, but like in the in the military in general, um, you're going to find out a lot more about yourself, especially, you know, if you're actually going like 100% in and doing as much as you possibly can at all times, right? Um, because you really find out like what you are made of, how far you're willing to push yourself to get what you want and, you know, the betterment of the team and stuff. Um, and all in all, if you do everything that you possibly can you come back with a whole bunch of you know new skills a whole bunch of bells and whistles that are going to make you much more unique than your counterparts mm-hmm. and then it's just kind of figuring out like what you want your life to look like moving forward right because i tell the guys around here all the time like you will become a force of nature if you allow it to happen yeah yeah because it just kind of inst- it the mindset of like i will i can and i will i will persevere and is is something that you can take on to like literally any part of your life. It doesn't just have to be about your work life. It doesn't have to be anything dramatic either. Like it doesn't have to be kicking down doors and slinging lead. It could be as simple as being the best CEO there possibly was. And and not, you know, and just being like, Hey, I'm not going to be okay with mediocre. I'm not going to be okay with being stagnant. I'm not just meeting the baseline. I think there's a lot of things that are in place now, especially for kids in school where they don't really get tested. You know, because in I've seen like some of these schools where they got these rooms full of like credit recovery classes where a kid can literally just not do anything in school and then go to these credit recovery classes where the lessons are just handed to them and then they get out of school, but they didn't get tested at all. And then they step into the real world and the real you world. Tested. I think you're looking for challenge right there. Yeah, maybe challenge. Pushed. Pushed. Mm-hmm. 
adversity. I'm pretty sure school is all about testing. <laughs> yeah, but different kind of testing. Yeah. But I mean, testing your well, not the ASVAB because I keep failing that. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some 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 places out here, and you know, if if you haven't been and if you ever if you've never been in a challenging situation then you cannot like I've talked about before you just can't grow as a person and like joining the military I'd say the second you step off the bus it's challenging like immediately I've met a couple of individuals that made it to the uh, the hotel where they uh they sit for quarantine they found out that was challenging that was <laughs> I've been away from home for exactly 12 hours ankles broken I give up <laughs> Oh my God! That right there is gonna hurt some feelings. So uh, let's kind of get into these cons. Okay, I All love right. the cons. So cons, I love the cons of the specifically military. in a classroom because I just I love the debate. Yes. So joining the military is a serious commitment that can't r- easily be broken. Additionally, there's always a chance of physical or emotional damage from service work. This is something you need to consider before enlisting. Are you willing to take those risks? Can you take another person's life? Answer these questions honestly before you sign your name on the dotted line. It's kind of a lot to unpack there. I think the first line is pretty good. Like, joining the military is a serious commitment that can't easily be broken. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it yeah. is and it isn't. Like, there's uh, there's I don't want to get into the degree. There's tons of ways to get out of this if it really isn't for you to include um, administrative separation up to a year in um, for what's called failure to adapt. I'm not sure how, how familiar you are with this, but basically if you're just not, you know, cutting the mustard, if you're not meant to be here, mm-hmm. you will go away. We're not just going to keep you around, right? Yeah. Um, but that's like giving you time to kind of like step out of your comfort zone and find out like what your real niche is here, right? Be- because I guarantee you've had tons of conversations with kids that are like, well, what if I just don't like my job? Oh, you can change yeah. your job, big dog. Yeah. It's okay. We will find a way. Like even if this is especially something uh, something in the Marine Corps, even if you're not good at like what you initially come in to do, we'll find what's called a billet for you to fill into that will make sense, right? Yeah. Uh, I tell I tell people like there's a lot of at least for the Navy, there's a lot of cross training. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like me as an electrician, right? I for the last 2 years like I did supply for the division. Like I ordered parts. I received, you know, shipments. I brought stuff to certain warehouses. Like I helped plan these jobs. That was my job. It had nothing to do with being an electrician. Or you can get, or you can ask to go to a security team. And then for a year you're working in security, right? Or you can train to be a SARC swimmer. So when there's search and rescue things that need to be done, like maybe exercises out at sea, now you're a SARC swimmer or a SAR swimmer. Mm-hmm. Am I saying it? Yeah, search and rescue. So uh, not SARC. That's different. Um, but, you know, there's there's all these things where you're not just confined in, in being a firefighter. That's, I mean, that's another part of my job that has that that is not part of being an, an electrician. And, yes, we can cross rate, too, once you're in. Um, I wouldn't say it's like super easy to do. I wouldn't make it seem like, oh, at any point you can just switch your job, but it is a possibility as long as like things fall in line where your community can let you go and another community can let you in. So, um, you're not just stuck doing that. And 
the biggest thing is the lifestyle. It shouldn't be about the job, right? It should be about the lifestyle of the branch that you're going in because the job is arbitrary. Because the personality, the pride of service. Like, what you, what brought you to that branch in the first mm-hmm. place? Um, and then, you know, stuff about, like, are you willing to take those risks? And th- those are the questions you have to ask yourself. Is it, though? Have you ever yeah. killed anyone? No. I've never killed I'm anyone. Not, I'm not in a position. My job doesn't involve that. Right, but they tag that along with the military, the overarching military, exactly. right? Because that's what people always do. There's not a whole lot of us that are out, out here actually slinging lead in the first place. Like, unless you deliberately go look for the jobs that are making that happen, right? Either infantry, special operations, sometimes armor, right? Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot of us are out here, you know, ending stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone's always worried, like, oh, what if I go and get shot? Chances are you're not going to be that guy. Yeah. Just not. Well, and there's a lot of training involved in it. Mm-hmm. It's not like they just send you out there, like, as you are. Yeah, like, we're not... Like, you, a lot of times you think about who you are right now. And we're not like, asking little Timmy from the high school to go directly into combat. You're not yeah, ready Yeah, you're getting trained for a very I had to earn my time. place. You're not still having been able to do it. It's exactly. okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, the military requires a lot of work, especially in the beginning. Don't hesitate to question recruiters and other soldiers so you know what to expect. Yeah, That's I true. make that very clear yeah. that, like, you're not just walking into a cakewalk job here. There's going to be times where you're questioning, like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's just part of it. Like, are they going to make these senior people do this? Heck no. Are you? Is there going to be times where you're up really late at night? Yeah. But are there going to be times where you're not? Or is there going to be times where you come into work and it's like not that long of a day and it Bro, was actually really easy? I didn't really how good I had it as a junior Marine until I got out on recruiting duty. I'm just like grinding away at the oh, clock man. and whatnot, trying to find like uh, appointments and stuff. Like I thought this was the most chill job there was because you're back in the rear. No, I would much rather have a 24-hour duty and then just be off for like the next two days. That would yeah. be nice. Yeah. I miss having like 96s and 72s and stuff. You know, some days we come on the ship and like we didn't have that much work to do. And we'd get done, we'd clean our spaces and then be like, well, I mean, you guys are good to go. But then there was obviously some days where but the thing all was, hell would break loose. The thing was, you were you were much younger, right? You were much more yeah, immature. Yeah. And you thought that like being asked to do a task like that was super tedious. And why should I have to do this? It's a simple thing. Like any of us can do it. Any of us will do it, right? It's just that job has to get done. Mm-hmm. And you don't have anything else going on right now. Clean that real quick. Yeah. And then what are you going to do? Go back to playing video games? Yeah. Um, and then last one here is under most circumstances, you have no real choice about where you will be sent or the type of work you may be asked to do. You might find yourself in an office or on the front lines. That's completely uh, fabricated. Yeah. That's, that's really, that's a huge stretch. Um, I feel I, like your first, your first enlistment, at least for us, like, yeah, I didn't have a choice in the first place I would go. But after that, I mean, I chose to come here. I know before I leave here, I'll choose where, I, where I'll go. I'll know what the ship is up to because I know people in the Navy. I can give a, if I know someone on the ship, I can give them a call. Hey, what's going on with the ship? Oh, we're going on deployment next year. Okay, well, I know that we're going on deployment. Or, oh, we're going into the yards. Okay, so now I know what that's going to be like. You know what I mean? And I'm sure that's kind of the same thing for you because you're going back to 29 Palms. Yeah, I'm going back to a third LAR after this. So I'm sure there's people out there that you can call and ask, hey, what's going on? Well, out I know there? exactly what we're doing. We're going back to the same uh, same rotation we had before. We're going on a, on a UDP to uh, Japan, right? Which isn't even a real deployment. We're just going to go chill over in Japan. Did you request to go there? Yes and no. Okay. 
So you uh, you get to like rank where you want to go from yes, most yeah. to least. And I wanted to go to first LAR, right? Because I've never been over to like I've never been on the uh, the beachfront, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been like where there was all beach and no water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I put uh, first, third, second because I really don't want to go to the uh, the East Coast because whatever. Why would I, why would I want to go to the East Coast? Yeah. Um, I'm not exactly upset about going back to third LAR because that's where I came from in the first place. I'm kind of excited to like see what's changed, what stayed the same, you know, get back to it. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I feel like that uh, that particular um, con comes a lot from the uh, the uh, the drafty era, right? Like where you didn't have you know the ability to say I don't want to serve because there's a war going on right now and we mm-hmm. need bodies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, it was like you still got to decide like what branch you wanted to go to right and you didn't necessarily get to decide a job and stuff but that was that's also neither here nor there anymore right like we have moved forward things have progressed now you walk into the recruiting office you sit down and you take a practice test we find out if you're even qualified to join in the first place if you are awesome where's your score fall where do we think you're going to end up and uh, if it's where you think you want to go, awesome. Let's send you down to maps. If not, study a little bit more, mm-hmm. get your score up so you can go down and earn a, a higher score and get a you know broader list of jobs and stuff like that. I've obviously uh, heard a few hearts out here, you know, telling people they just weren't qualified for what they want to do, especially when it was like, I want to be infantry, but you're you just don't meet the yeah, cut. Yeah, you can't do it. Yeah. So. And the last thing on here is the military can provide new educational opportunities to people who may otherwise not be able to afford them. And joining the military can be an extremely rewarding experience as long as you know all the facts before you sign up and are willing to do what is asked of you. Joining the military can open up a broad range of educational and career opportunities. I I think uh, the know all the facts and um, do what you are asked to do are very important and you will not know the facts unless you talk to a representative of that branch even you then, can do all the research all the facts like i've been in this job oh, for yeah. seven years and still don't know everything but about the difference it. is we will find them and we mm-hmm. know who to ask these people don't know who to ask they, they'll go on reddit and they'll find these guys who are disgruntled oh, yeah. and, and don't like the military because and, and they don't love the old they, keyboard warriors? they don't know they don't even know these people's backgrounds that bad that talk bad about the military you come to find out that this these people were you actually find out they engi- washed out engi- and recruit training yeah. and stuff like that but they've got like strong ideas about yeah. you know or they're njp the they were in for two years and they got an njp for drunk driving and they were a bad sailor or a bad airman bad whatever and you know now they're on these reddit boards telling kids like yeah this is what it's really like like well you didn't even really get the experience because you're only there for two years and you screwed it up mm-hmm. i guarantee there's so many people like that now don't get me wrong there are people who have served for 20 years and they have their opinions but also that was 20 years ago i mean they'll also say things like yo my opinion is just a little bit jaded because i've gone and done things like, yeah I've earned my uh, my anger about you know X Y Z circumstance yeah. right, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, if you've never been put in that situation, if you've never had the opportunity to do those things, you don't really get to have an opinion. Thank you guys for uh, for uh, stopping by for those who are watching, and those who watch later. I mean, it's like you did you really miss it? Yeah, did you really watch? Did you really watch? Because we'll never know now, but. Uh, yeah, anyway, if you guys have any questions, anything that you wanted to ask Sergeant Hillen or uh, myself about the military in general, you can always message this Facebook page. You could put a comment in here. I'll get to it, and if it's for him, I'll let him know. 
Marines he shrug emoji. He's like right over there on the other side of that wall. So, um, yeah. Till next week. Stay classy. Stay classy. <laughs>